0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Chakras and Cuss Words podcast and today I have my friend Rose and we are going over the birth chart and the numerology of the notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls, and Tupac Shakur, also known as Machiavelli. <laughs> so this is a in-depth um, understanding of both the astrology, their alignment of Um, how these two basically started their cosmic connection through um, areas of interaction, success. Um, They were even friends and then they turned enemies. So we will get into the whole story of these two famous rap legends um, in a bit, but I'm going to go ahead and have Rose introduce herself and let you guys know a little bit about her. Go ahead, Rose. Hi, everyone. I'm Cora Del Sol on TikTok, and I'm also
1: on Etsy as Cora Del Sol by Rose, and I offer tarot and numerology readings, and I discovered numerology because I was going through a dark phase in my life, and I wanted to find my purpose, and by finding numerology and breaking down my chart, I was able to see where my setbacks were my pros and my cons. And I started doing this as a hobby. And later on, people started approaching me to do
0: this. And that's why I started my business. Awesome. That's great. I love that you have a business in numerology. I feel like so many people are starting to kind of like get more acquainted with numerology I feel like are you seeing like an uprise of numerology on like TikTok and some of the social media platforms versus where it was probably like three years ago <laughs>
1: yes and I you know I was so obsessed with it and I didn't think that anyone would be interested in it but mm-hmm. people would start asking me questions at parties or gatherings and they would just start surrounding me and asking me do my numbers and <laughs> how about me yeah yeah <laughs> And right. it got overwhelming to the point where I was like, I need to start charging for this because <laughs> definitely thinking I'm doing this for free, and it's not free. My right. time it takes free. A, <laughs> definitely takes
0: a lot of work, right? Yeah.
1: The only thing I'm starting to see that I kind of dislike on social media in in regards to numerology is that sometimes I find that there's some numerologists out there that will put or place some numbers on pedestals and mm-hmm. downgrade some numbers and speak about certain numbers as being like this, I would say the creme de la creme of numbers or right. like better off than others. And I don't see it that way. Right. I feel like that's an egotistical view of numerology mm-hmm. Just because someone doesn't have a master number in numerology right. doesn't mean that they're better than you or right. anyone else it just means that they have something karmic to learn from that can Mm -hmm. help those that are around them. But once they utilize their master number to do something maybe for themselves in a more egotistical approach, it can be a setback. So there's pros and cons to every set of numbers, even a master number.
0: Right, right, definitely. Okay, so let's get into the numerology and the astrology of Biggie and Tupac. So for many of us, um, we have to start with who, who were these, um, amazing artists. So who was the notorious, um, B I G. Uh, he was born in New York city. Um, I got different locations. I got New York and also Brooklyn and I believe the Bronx, it changed a few times, but I went ahead and went with Brooklyn. It doesn't really change too much of his birth chart, We know that he was born in Brooklyn, New York, United States, Sunday, May 21st, 1972 at 2 19 a.m. With the original name of Christopher George Latour Wallace and um, his day that he actually passed away was on March 9th, (laughs) 1997 known by his stage name, uh the notorious BIG, and sold I'm flipping off my husband because he's being annoying. <laughs> and sold him over 17 million records in the United States. I hope he gets called into work. <laughs> okay, so the birth chart of Biggie, he is a son at uh 0 degrees in gemini which is a very crucial degrees and he has an ascendant in what is to believe pisces he is also a virgo moon and he is um let's see we have that he has dominant planets in his virgo gemini cancer moon neptune and mercury uh, most of his planets alignments happen in the seventh, third, and fourth house. He's mostly a mixture of earth, water, and um, he is a mutable, I guess you could say, strong element Zodiac. He, mm-hmm. um, he. What's also interesting is when we start to talk about Biggie is that he, not only was he, I would think he was kind of very... And overall had that lucky aspect about him in some ways because he did have his, um, his Jupiter in Capricorn. And for most people, I feel like everybody sees Capricorn as that, um, dominant kind of like successful sign, especially when it comes to like being like, uh, somebody who centered around legacy and also um they see that area of jupiter as that area of expansion and i think that kind of showed in his his overall mission to start right he also mm-hmm. has his uh his mercury and taurus his venus um is in cancer aligned with his mars i thought that was kind of an interesting dynamic um i know there was some um, what would you say? Like, he definitely had some controversy with his relationships, right? Between little Kim, Faith Evans, there was definitely like that alignment of relationships that really kind of played out in the media where versus with Tupac, you barely heard of any of Tupac's relationships. Um, like I honestly like when people were like, "Oh, Tupac was like linked to, to Jada Pickett Smith." I was like, "He was." <laughs> <laughs> I never fucking hear about it.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I could kind of sort of see it yeah. because hypothetically, we don't really have the birth time of Tupac, but um, right. hypothetically, could have been in Virgo. They said from me searching and deep mm-hmm. diving into the web, they said he was supposedly born at twelve fifty eight p.m., mm-hmm. and that would. Place him into a Virgo ascendant. So that would make sense why he would have hit it off with Jada Pinkett since she is a Virgo.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and I didn't, I didn't look up, um, any of Biggie's, um, ex relationships, uh, birth charts like Faith Evans or little Kim, but I thought it was interesting that, He did have a lot of similar energies, especially like we'll see like that Saturn energy. Um, Saturn is in Gemini where both of them were Gemini's and for Biggie that was occurring in his third house, which in all honesty, when I think of the third house, I often think of like that area of the... um, I would say like the communication and also the area of like technology and how he was able to transition, but it was also like who he was in some sense, but also with the third house, I feel like there's a correlation, like he had a lot of knowledge and he also had a lot of, um, energy that was centered around continuing to grow and continuing to move forward. But the fact that he had that Saturn, I feel like also maybe constructed him in some ways. Like, I feel like Biggie expressed himself, um, very creative, but I do think that there was like a little bit of a tamer manner in him versus Tupac. Like oh, when, yeah, he- yeah the Taurus placements. hmm <laughs> Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And what was Biggie's numerology for? What was his? So his life path is
1: nine. But before I added down to the nine, I got the number 45. Mm. And that's actually in my chart and some of the charts I have I have overseen in some clients. Mm-hmm. And in the tree of life, it's Mars and Scorpio. Mm. And it could mean that there was possibly early deaths in in his family, maybe even some sort of abuse, physical abuse, sorry, Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: or possibly even early exposure to something sexual that he should have not been exposed to. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of regret and Mm -hmm. reflection into the past. So it could be someone that can hold grudges and It's very challenging for them to forgive others. And it's something I've struggled with myself. So I, I definitely could relate to that. And then if you add the 45 down, you get nine, which Mm. often, which reflects his Virgo moon. So I feel that he had a lot of forgiving to do emotionally. And, Mm -hmm. and if not, it manifested in his health because Virgo (laughs) is the house of health. So maybe he was an emotional eater. Yeah. Yeah or right. which which I'm guessing he's not here to um right.
0: defend <laughs> right yeah
1: and then we get down to his attitude number so mm-hmm. his attitude number is 21 added down to 5 which is may we don't count the year and we get 26 which is an 8 number so right. 8 is about karma so it's kind of like what goes around comes around because if you flip 8 you get the infinity number and it's also strength and Leo in the tree of life and in the tarot. So I get that he had power struggles,
2: right? Is what right. I'm getting,
1: especially in his earlier days in his youth, because of the way his life path was broken down.
2: Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm.
1: His birthday number is a three. Um, so it's just the day alone. We don't include the month, we don't include the year. And that's number tw- um, 21 at first, which is. Mm-hmm which is the world card, I believe in the tarot and it's Saturn energy and it's fixed energy it represents all the fixed signs. And then we break that down to three and we get the empress, which is Taurus or Libra. Mm-hmm. And from what I see, whenever you pull the world card in someone's numerology chart, it's someone that is meant to travel and loves to travel. It's an international person. So mm-hmm. he was meant to be Internationally known. No. On the 21st day. Yeah. And then as I look over into his soul number, he had the soul number of one. It added down to 55, which was the Ace of Swords, which is Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. And it's just so, I don't believe in coincidences right. because if you have the Ace of Swords, that means that you were meant to be a communicator you were supposed to be an inspirational speaker. So he definitely um, followed through with his destiny. And then when I look at his personality number for, let's say his stage names, because those become your personality numbers, a lot of people in Hollywood create stage names. And whether it's deliberate, or intentional, or just destiny, these stage names have meaning. So Biggie Smalls, has the Uh master number 44 as a stage name. And Uh, then what I I remember, I broke down the Notorious B.I.G. And uh actually, sorry. It's the Notorious B.I.G. that has the master number 44. And Biggie Smalls is the number six. So the number six is about communication and it's about peace, love and harmony. But it's also that like suave number that can convince anyone to do Mm -hmm. whatever it is they like. They can use Mm -hmm. it for good or they can use it for bad when you have the number six in your numerology. And then his um, life destiny number was added down to a one which is the magician in the tarot and it's uh, the wheel of fortune prior to me adding it down mm-hmm. so what i got from that is that he was able to manifest his desires mm-hmm. he was a true magician so whatever he thought about he was able to bring it to the world through manifestation whether he um studied the occult or not I believe that he had a very strong mind and he was able to manifest through his writing skills, especially with that moon in, um, in Virgo and that Gemini sun and those other Gemini placements that's so mercurial. And that's very, I would say
0: he was meant to be a writer. He was destined to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about his, um, alignments with his, also with the Mars and the Venus in, uh, cancer is the Venus is in, uh, four degrees as as well. And it's noted that he had a very like strong connection with his mom. Like I remember, um, his mom was, you know, a single mom, I believe both, uh, Biggie's mom and also Tupac's mom. Um, and it seemed like there was like this dynamic with the mother that seemed very like consistent and loyal, but both, but Biggie also, um, I remember I watched a documentary and when I remember like, she like had to kick him out of the house or something. Cause she found out like he was selling drugs or something. So it was like a totally <laughs> like different dynamic versus like Tupac's because Tupac's um, the mom was, I believe like, um, addicted to crack. So instead this mom's like kicking her son out because she's like, I don't want you to, you know, take the wrong road and all this stuff versus where Tupac's mom had her own problems. But what's interesting about this is that it was in the fourth house and that represents the energy of the home. And then also energy of the, like feminine, where it is more centered around that Venus aspect. And then it's also in cancer, which is kind of known as like the mother, the mother, uh, moon, right. The, that feminine energy. So I definitely think that, um, that played a big part in his relationships and also in his relationships, um, with women. And maybe that's why he was so known for like some of his relationships with women, right? Like it's because he had that cancer element where he was very sensitive, I think. Like I would definitely feel like he had that more sensitive streak versus um, some of the other guys as rappers. Like you can kind of see it in him. Uh, so I think that was very interesting. But I also want to talk about... Um, Also in the third house, he was his son, Gemini, and also Saturn. And to me, I really think that even though he was tapped into his power, he always felt like some type of restriction with it. I don't know if that shows in his numerology or if that shows in energies. I know you said that it was like he was probably... Going back and forth, kind of like he was having some interactions where maybe it wasn't so, I don't know, easy for him, you know, especially in childhood. But to me, it seems like he always had this conscious conflict of the two of expressing himself, but also having like this constricting matter or sense about him. Um, one of the things that also stands out when we look at their charts, um, and when I look at Biggie's chart and one of the things that I wanted to kind of point out now is that he has his, um, Uranus in Libra and that is actually, um, in his seventh house. And that is the house of like partnerships And that also seems like an area where he would have problems in his marriage, especially with, um, that aspect, because that area of the Uranus is almost known as like the troublemaker, (laughs) like that area (laughs) of like getting in trouble, being a little bit more rebellious, um, kind of having your own way of, um, your own like unique perspective that if you see things certain ways. Um, you don't really care what other people see. It's kind of like that Aquarian style where it's like, oh, okay, but you know, I care about people, but this is kind of like how I want it done. And I think that maybe that is one of the reasons why he had so much um, conflict in his relationships because it seems like a lot of stuff that happened to him within his life turns back to the relationships.
1: Oh yeah. Especially with little Kim and she was a cancer. So,
0: Oh wow. I didn't know she was a cancer.
1: So she definitely spoke to his Venus in cancer. That's why he was so attracted to her and so on and off with her. And they had such a like tumultuous friendship. Right.
0: right? Yeah.
1: And I know you said there was like some sort of connection with his son in uh, like a like there was something conjoined with his son in Gemini and Saturn in Gemini mm-hmm. and um, the I remember I broke down his numerology and I saw oh. that I'm like wow he's his own worst enemy in a sense because mm-hmm. I I broke down his soul like his personality number from his birth name
2: mm-hmm. and I
1: added it all down and I got the number 62 and the number 62 if you look up the image of the eight of swords in the, that is his personality number from his, his birth name. So in the tree of life, the 62 position is the eight of swords, which is Jupiter in Gemini. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, it's um, self-sabotage or someone that has analysis paralysis. So him just sitting there with his thoughts and maybe having inaction action in not taking action versus just like sitting there all the time and overthinking something with his process was something that was detrimental to him. Mm. Is what I'm seeing from mm-hmm. his numerology in association to his astrology.
0: Hmm. What do you think about the ascendant of Pisces? Cause Pisces is such like a spiritual type energy. Do you think that had a lot to impl like with also like, do you feel like he was a little bit more, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like even though he was, um, like uh Pisces ascendant, I feel like he wasn't as tapped into, kind of like his spiritual sense versus like Tupac.
1: Yeah, I felt he, I felt like he was more realistic, like he was more tapped more into like Virgo Moon. A, right. But I do feel that Pisces ascendant affected his Virgo Moon, where mm-hmm. maybe he overthought everything or he overanalyzed right. everything, and maybe. Right. For example, maybe he probably thought he had enemies when he didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. or um, it's someone who's very anxious and holds everything in versus verbalizing it maybe in the heat of the moment he might verbalize something but there's some deep seated emotions that he probably didn't verbalize with that Pisces ascendant because I feel Pisces represents the deepest mm-hmm. parts of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And Cancer represents that above surface level of the seas and the mm-hmm. ocean. And Scorpio represents those surface layers that you discover as you dive deeper into the waters, you know. But Pisces mm-hmm. represents the ultimate depth that we don't see mm-hmm. and what is unseen. You and
0: know? I was kind of surprised that his. Pisces, like, usually I feel like sometimes when people have like, you know, like a rising um, sign or their ascendant, you kind of see it more in the chart, like, but with him, it was like just his ascendant. And that was it. Like, I didn't, we didn't see any more um, areas with the Pisces. That was it. You know, he didn't have any planets in Pisces. It was just basically that's that. But his Neptune, which is um, the modern ruler of Pisces, is actually in um, Sagittarius, which yeah. I thought was also interesting as well. But I was kind of surprised that that was it of the Pisces. Like, but then he doesn't feel like, in all honesty, and when you like. I mean I don't know if it's just because I mean we're both like west coast girls so I don't know if it was like maybe I didn't listen to all his songs but I just felt like his songs weren't as deep as like Tupac's I don't know.
1: Yeah, his were more like uh he liked to rap more about what would please his senses, you right? know, because of the, I feel like he tapped into that mercury in Taurus because Taurus is about the mm-hmm. senses about touch and feel and it's like a mm-hmm. very sexual energy it's about your pleasures and mm-hmm. I feel that's the reason why with the moon in Virgo even though Virgo is all about health and everyday routines I, I believe his mind really took over so maybe when it came to his senses that's why he would overindulge
2: mm. I would say
1: and it's, it's so interesting because I often meet Mercury and Taurus individuals and they typically have that very deep voice. Mm -hmm. So I felt it suited that genre that like kickback, like that Taurus
0: energy that's
1: like into pleasing those senses, a sexual Uh
0: energy as well, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely some areas where, um, it, w- it seemed like it was more like he was more like of a idealist, um, more like kind of rooted like the here and now versus where like Tupac was way more dreamy. And also I feel like, um, I mean, I don't have Tupac's chart right in front of me right now, but I also feel like um, Tupac had more of that like duality aspect versus biggie where you know biggie just like that's biggie like i didn't feel like there was that area where he could play like both characters that like tupac was able to play you know or or tapped into it was like just who he was and then when we think about the neptune and sagittarius Mm -hmm. i feel like it's funny that the neptune um was in sagittarius because i do feel like he had that um and i'm not saying like tupac wasn't like scholarly or he wasn't poetic but i do feel that um tupac was more of like a poet versus a rapper but like biggie was more like smarter in some ways and like a little bit more wiser when it came to like the means of like travel, even though he was like conquering his dreams, you could tell that he did like definitely almost like weigh out his options. And even though, you know, because when he they were having that beef, it was kind of like he was kind of hesitant to going to California, you know, like that was like a big thing for him. It was like something that he talked about and it seems like Tupac was just kind of like, I'll just go. <laughs> like, like, you know, like I felt like Biggie was like weighing it out more versus like Tupac's just like, I'm just going, you know, wherever. Like, I'm gonna start a fight, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, you know. No real like recollection of what possibly could happen. Um, and I don't know if it was because he was more centered around. That area of the Neptune, of maybe the Sagittarius, kind of, even though he was centered around expanding his dreams and that dreamlike nature, but it also maybe leveled him out in a way where it let him see what was right in front of him. Like he acknowledged the beef, like thoroughly, I feel like, like he knew, I feel like he knew something was up.
1: Oh yeah. He even communicated to his mother. I feel like people are watching me, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I honestly even feel maybe even P Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever you want to call him. I felt like even he kept an eye on him as mm-hmm. a, his manager and associate. I felt like maybe he was afraid of losing him.
2: Mm-hmm. So he
1: probably kept a watchful eye on him. Maybe, in, maybe even Pock at some point because P Diddy has aspects in his chart that are like, really controlling and very much into investigating Mm -hmm. deep into the surface, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I even felt like he was possessive over Biggie, unbeknownst to Biggie, you know? I felt like he probably kept tabs on him without him even knowing.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And what was interesting too, is like, when you look at the Pluto and Virgo with the moon, Mm Mm-hmm. That I mean, Pluto to me always kind of represents that area of closing a chapter and closing like an area around transformation, birth, and death. I mean, and the Pluto connected to the moon Virgo, um, and also connected to the Cancer element again, you know, Mm -hmm. with it being aligned with the Pluto and Virgo. And then we see that energy of the feminine, especially around the mother. And I feel like his main focus was tied back into that area of the, of definitely of the, the fourth house energy where he still has his, um, Venus in cancer with his Mars So then it kind of tied it back into that energy of like the war and having that huge transition of what started off as a like rap battle (laughs) or, you know, areas of two people who used to be friends and then turning into this alignment of where they don't like each other anymore. It started like almost like in his roots and like who he is in that home aspect of him. And then the Chiron in Aries too, I feel like is very, I mean, when I think about Aries, I feel like Aries, just that element of Aries is very spontaneous and very much like aligned with a luster fuck. Sometimes, you yeah. know, it's very spontaneous, you know. And the Chiron, even though I don't have it on this um, chart, but it actually was in his first house, so that's like his house of who he is. And the Chiron's known as the wounded he- healer. Mm-hmm. And what's also interesting too that I think that stands out in his chart is. The North Node is tied into the Capricorn and that energy of the Capricorn, again, with success of him living in his current state um, and that area of like reflection of success of the current and then the expansion. I feel like when I look at his chart, like his chart doesn't look Um, To me, it doesn't feel like it's heavy on one extreme, like karmic energy, like um, versus like somebody who maybe is except for that cancer element with the Venus and the Mars. Like to me, that one really stands out and the sun in Gemini along with the Saturn, but overall the chart doesn't feel like so chaotic versus like somebody else's where you know that they're destined for a certain path. I almost feel like there was a lot of external elements that kind of put him in areas that he may have been knowing could happen. And then maybe just somehow making wrong decisions or getting caught up in more shit continued that area of where, you know, ultimately he lost his life. Yeah.
1: And I feel, I believe his, um, Chiron was, um, even though it's in Aries, it's in the third house and Mm -hmm. I believe that's, you know, groups as Uh well. Um, people you associate with and you grew up around. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I was looking at, the moon and uh, Pluto, the 29 degrees in Pluto, uh, Virgo, mm-hmm. tw- to me, 29 degrees, when I think about it visually in the tree of life, I add it down and I get 11, I get justice, I get the card of Libra. Mm-hmm. So, I think of issues with the law, police, and possibly even a setup through associates. Because if we add 11 down, you get two. Mm -hmm. So those are associations. And I'm not quite sure if his Chiron is in the third house, but I'm I'm thinking when I was looking at it, it was in the
0: third house. Oh, see, I got, I have it in the first. Okay. Oh, so it's in the first house. Mm Hmm. Sorry so Aries Aries, okay so and then and then the Pluto in the seventh with Virgo okay
1: that's where I was I was Mm -hmm. getting confused okay so yeah with the Pluto and Virgo it's
0: still I believe it's 29 still 29 degrees degrees, yes I still have 29 degrees too yeah so it's like right on the it's like right you know getting ready to transition over Uh like right And I believe it was in retrograde too. Wow.
1: That's crazy. And it's just so crazy because the day that he passed away Mm -hmm. on that specific date, which was March 9th, 1997, if you add all the numbers down, you Mm -hmm. get 38, which in the sequence of the tree of life, Uh is um, the queen of cups, cancer, uh, Scorpio Pisces, and it was always around him. That's a Scorpio and P Diddy. Right. Yeah. And then I know 38 down, you get 11. And right. it's just so coincidental. I don't know if it's by pure coincidence or if it wasn't in- intentional, but the day that um, Tupac passed away, it adds down um, September 13, 1996 adds down to 47, which is also in the tree of life. The third deacon of Scorpio, which is Venus in Scorpio. Mm. But it also adds down four and seven adds down to 11 as well. So both were assassinated on a master number 11 date. And if you look at P Diddy's chart, his Mars in Capricorn, which is very controlling and compulsive Mm -hmm. and very like, I would say um, is very possessive and dark Mm -hmm. that it's at a 29th degree 11 it adds down to 11,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is just so interesting because I feel whether it was intentional or destiny,
2: mm-hmm.
1: even the numerology is somehow link, links these three people together, mm-hmm. especially on the day that um, Puffy and Tupac were assassinated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I too definitely think there may have, been- been something, you know, definitely with Biggie, I haven't looked at um at uh Puffy's chart, but it is noted that um also he had a son trying Pluto. Um his Gemini son was in trying a Pluto, which is I mean it's not really a big like it's not like an opposition or something where you would feel that it was like a direct um, alignment in that way but it does show that energy of like who he is and Pluto is um, resembles that Scorpio because it is seen as the ruler of Scorpio Um, and It does explore the areas of regeneration and uh, energy of rebirth, especially in transformation of how like society sees him with that trine. Mm -hmm.
1: I think he worries a lot about his image and what he presents to Mm -hmm. others, especially Mm -hmm. with that, um, with that. Uh, Mars in Capricorn for his like everyday actions, and his Venus mm-hmm. in Libra, and that those Scorpio aspects, which are I think he he has a Stellium in Scorpio, right? Neptune in Scorpio for P. Diddy, and Mercury and Sun
0: in Scorpio. Mm. Yeah, he's a huge. I think he is a huge. I I haven't looked at his chart in a long, long, long time. <laughs> But also with Biggie, he has a, his Mars is in strong opposition of his Jupiter. So with the Mars basically pushing back on the area of success, um, I'm kind of not surprised that there was a explosive like volatile movement when it came to like his career. Possibly
2: even
1: towards um women, right? Because right. Because Mars is ruled by right the home and mother, mm-hmm. yeah. and he had like so many upheavals with um a handful of women, right? Mm-hmm. With a handful, especially
0: Faith Evans. And um do you know what she was? Do you know her zodiac? Was she? Oh, I didn't look her up Since I know, right? I know. I I feel like even though he was married to Faith Evans, um. A lot of people feel like there was definitely, definitely, definitely a strong alignment with him and Kim. I mean, we know like Kim, um, had an abortion. She talks about it on her record, um, Mm -hmm. notorious BI, uh, notorious Kim or, um, so I definitely feel like they had a very strong relationship as well. Um, and then there was also that conflict with faith and, um, Tupac. So let's, so let's get into friends before enemies. So Biggie and Tupac were actually friends before enemies. The two met at the set of the poetic justice while Tupac was filming. Um, Biggie looked up to him. He like kind of considered Tupac his friend During the, the early days of these two, uh, Tupac was already a star and Bicky was an up and coming star, but he wasn't really a star. Uh, Tupac was, you know, in movies, he was in poetic justice. He was in, um, oh gosh, I can't even juice. He was in juice. Um, and I think he was in like a movie where he played a cop. (laughs) I remember all the movies. But he was definitely um acting and um performing and doing music. So it's even believed that at times that they were such close friends that Biggie was staying at Tupac's Los Angeles home um mm-hmm. for uh, for you know many times, like many days. And um Biggie even performed on stage with Tupac multiple times. At one point, which I thought was kind of interesting and it brings up that Sean Puffy Combs is Biggie even asked Tupac to take over as his manager. However, Tupac declined and apparently told Biggie that staying with Puff would be better for his career in the long run. And then there was the shooting, right? And the shooting that first took place was actually with Tupac and that was in front of the quad record recording studios. And it happened, um, shortly after, um, shortly after that happened is when the beef all started. Um, and Tupac and Biggie never really reconciled their differences. They continue to have this energy of, um, Biggie representing East coast, a uh, rapper signed to bad boy, huff daddy, um, Sean, Sean Combs. Um, and then the beef between the two really started when that one song was released by Biggie called who shot, who shot you. And Tupac felt like that song was directed to him because that was the time that he was shot. Um, um, I believe a total of like five times or nine times. I don't know. He was shot a lot. It was five, right?
1: He even started wearing a vest after
0: that. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was shot five times. And then um, he um, recovered and he didn't have any major things wrong with him, but it definitely made him feel that Biggie and, Huffy had something to do with it because they saw him that night of the shooting. And he felt like it was a direct hit. And then after the song came out, who shot you, because nobody was ever I believe nobody was ever arrested for that. I'm not hundred percent sure. And then Tupac was really a representation of West coast, um, as a West coast rapper who was signed to death row, Suge Knight. And He too, um, continued to have songs that I felt like antagonized, um, Biggie. So I feel like Biggie had the first song, uh, who shot you. And then he said that that song was actually recorded before Tupac got shot, but Tupac just kind of rolled with the whole scenario that somehow Biggie and Puffy, were involved with his shooting and he continued the beef. I would say a lot more than Biggie did. He released, um, hit him up, which was basically a huge, 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 like everybody loved it. (laughs) (laughs) And he antagonized him and he said, you know, that's why I slept with your wife. And he even like portrayed because I believe she recorded a song with him, um, or a backup track or something that never actually, I don't think it even got released, but then, um, Tupac did take a picture with her and continue to flaunt the idea that he slept with, um, Faith Evans. Of course, at the time, um, Faith Evans denied all that. So who was Tupac? So Tupac Amor, um, Amar, 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 Shakur, also known as Tupac and Machiavelli, was an American rapper and actor. Um, He is a a Gemini and that Gemini duality, I feel like played a huge role in who he was with his art and his life. Um, He was seen as sensitive, creative, but he was also seen as a thug. And the last album that um, Tupac had um, that was released was basically a tribute to the thug life. Um, he faced many legal problems and he even did jail time. His fourth and final album, all eyes on me really showed, you know, he got that thug life tattoo and he was living in that element on September 7th, 1996, um, the 25 year old was gunned down in Las Vegas and died six days later. His murder has still basically been unsolved. Um, Suge Knight was with Tupac at the shooting. Tupac Amir Shakur was born Lasane Parish Crooks on June 16, 1971 in New York City. His mother, Afina Shakur, who was a political activist and Black Panther Party member, was arrested in 1969 for allegedly coordinating attacks on the police stations and offices of the city of New York. She became pregnant with Tupac while out on bail and was acquitted in uh, 1971 after defending herself in court. However, she did serve jail time while she was pregnant. Um, so <laughs> I feel like there was some areas of definitely womb, womb and trauma. Um, mm-hmm. When So this was quoted when Lysane was one year old. Afina changed his name to Tupac Amur after the Peruvian revolutionary who was killed by the Spanish. She said of the, the reason why she changed his name is because she, I wanted him to have a name of revolutionary indigenous people in the world. And I wanted him to know he was part of a world of culture and not just from a neighborhood. That was reported from biography.com Tupac's Tupac moved to the um, Marin city in California. And it was in city that Afina began her battle with addiction with crack. And actually Tupac was a drug dealer and um, he sold crack and he actually sold it in the same neighborhood that his mom was a buyer. So this led to the downfall of their relationship um, for quite some years, and it really led like a falling out between the mother and the son. Tupac, I believe, had a sister as well. Um, Biggie, I think Biggie had a sister too. And um, at the age of 17 in spring of 1989, he began going to poetry circles in Oakland, California. And he became a roadie and also a backup dancer for the hip hop group called Digital Underground, which was a Bay Area um, rap group. And they did songs like um, the Humpty Dance. Humpty Hump was like the lead singer and um, same old song. So they were very well known in the Bay Area. And that was kind of the start of Tupac's career. Um, the birth chart of Tupac, he was born Wednesday, June 16th, 1971. The time is unknown. And a lot of people have asked me, um, what did I think his rising sign was? Uh, I feel like there's some Scorpio aspects, possibly, possibly Mm -hmm. maybe even a Pisces as well. I really like the Pisces if if him and both be Biggie were to ascend it Pisces, that would be a trip. But <laughs> but it's all pretty, you know, under wraps. His dominants are Gemini, Aries, Aquarius, Mercury, Moon, and Saturn. He is a combination of air, fire, and mostly a mutable element. His Chinese astrology is um, well, his metal is um his and also pig numerology birth path is four and then what was Biggie's birth path? I forget I believe this was nine he was a nine I think yes he yeah. was a nine
1: he, he was, was a nine a, it added down to 45 and it went down to right. nine so he was an old soul he was, he was an
0: old passed. soul he was definitely an old soul okay mm-hmm. so let's look at Tupac's um, chart and get into some of his numerology Um, first of all, I will say that when we look at Tupac's chart, we can automatically see that he is way more Gemini than what, um, Biggie was. He has, yeah, he, and he, he is a sun in Gemini. Um, he has his Venus in Gemini and he has his Mercury in, uh, Gemini as well. Also with, um, tupac he really to me shows that duality of the wounded i would say almost like wounded poet <laughs> you know that um somebody that you you like feel sorry for you know like having like a this hard battle and then at times you remember like wait he's not that nice of a guy. (laughs) Like, (laughs) should I be feeling sorry for him? You know what I mean? Like,
1: am I surprised? That Aries moon made him temperamental, you know? Yes.
0: Yes. And then again, we look at that um, Aries moon as being his emotional side, right? The Aries moon, I mean, the moon is always known as that um, area around the feminine and also the area around emotional, like how we feel. And Aries to me is always going to be a very spontaneous Zodiac. And it's also going to be like a very fiery Zodiac. It's Mm going to be, um, that Zodiac that like, is the one who like just punches somebody in the face. (laughs) Either that, or they have like a quick
1: wit about them. Right. Right. Right away. They know exactly what to say at exactly the right time. And I feel like when there's an injustice they say it quick
0: Mm -hmm. I have a
1: I have a sibling with uh moon and Aries I believe my father's moon and Aries and they don't waste a second to say something right
0: right yeah and since we don't really know his house placements we're not gonna um really go on it what what ascendant do you think he possibly could have been
1: No, I, I feel with all that mutable energy in his chart, I, I feel like maybe he did have a Virgo ascendant. I Mm. was doing some research and Mm -hmm. um, I looked up even someone that did psychic work and channeled and they said Mm. they saw that he was born at 1258 PM Mm. and they would have given him a Virgo ascendant. And I could see that because he was always wearing the crosses he always what was like
2: mm-hmm. preaching
1: i would say mm-hmm. for the good of others and i think that's very virgo right you know for someone to enlighten you through knowledge and yeah. through what it is that they have studied throughout their life like they mm-hmm. they want to enlighten everyone around them and to right. me that that is such virgo energy
0: yeah yeah, I do feel like he could definitely have like some earth element tied into the big three, um, but I also feel like his big three like feels very like spontaneous as well. Um, I I do like the idea that possibly he could have like some watermelon, a uh, watermelon, <laughs> some water in there, <laughs> um, some like some Scorpio or maybe some Pisces. But I, but a lot of me feels like he's so high energy. Maybe there's like still more air in him. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he had um, maybe like a Gemini rising or something like super. I don't know, just out there because I feel like with him or maybe even like um a Libra rising because he has that area like he was always very flamboyant. So I feel like it it's like either another air element or maybe another fire element in there mm-hmm. somewhere because of that just that high, that really high energy about him. And I also think that it's you know like he always had that um that confidence, like that look at me, like, you know, he accused Biggie of like stealing his style. Like, you know, everybody stole his style. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was definitely like, I feel like that confidence was like so like masculine and very like ego driven. So I could even see oh, yeah. like the Leo too.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see the Leo. Uh-huh. Out of all the fire signs, I, I yeah. definitely would have favored either Leo or
0: Sagittarius placement because he was so philosophical. Right, right. But yeah, I could I could definitely see a Virgo ascendant as well, especially with the Pluto.
1: It probably would have grounded him. And you know, I was looking at his mother's chart um, before I logged on out of curiosity and his uh-huh. mother was a stellium in capricorn she had three placements in capricorn but she had a virgo moon oh wow so i'm feeling there's something about virgo that possibly Mm -hmm. influenced him to Mm -hmm. seek spirituality because Mm -hmm. i feel like virgo loves to dabble into Mm -hmm. the metaphysical
0: realm Mm yeah yeah I, I do too. Like Virgo to me is like one of the most like witchiest signs. Like when I look at people's charts and they're like, and I see a lot of Virgo in them. I'm like, you are probably a witch. <laughs> like you are my people.
1: I'm a like, stellium <laughs> Right. Yeah. I'm a stellium Virgo and I get accused of it often. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just like their nature. huh. They're just very witchy. Like, it's like, yes. Um. And what's f- interesting about the moon in Aries, like, I feel like, like his music, like his emotional, like baggage was like all out there for everybody to see. Like, he's like here. And then he has the Chiron in Aries too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, he just put it out there. Like all the vision, all the philosophy, all the aspects of... It it, like making him feel good probably at the moment and that's probably like like I feel like his his like style of rap was kind of like how Eminem's is like Eminem was basically like crying on his fucking records like you know what I mean like (laughs) like letting us all see like everything that was fucked up in his life you know and just kind of like owning it and then with him too which is also interesting is, you know, he has a different North node than Biggie. Um, Even though they were born the same year, his North node is in Aquarius where Biggie's was in um, Capricorn. And for the Aquarius um, North node, I feel like that's where that creative center of like the here and now with the collective Like really spoke volumes like to a lot of people. And I also feel like he was like a huge trendsetter, even though like he, you know, was in gangster rap, but he was like different. Than the other ones. Like he was like different than like the ones before him, like Ice Cube and WA. Like he had his own individual style and then like the bandana that he wore. Like he really made a trademark of like who he was, right? Like there's not many people like if you did a silhouette of just like what he was wearing and didn't even show him, but like just showed the bald head, the muscles, and maybe like baggy jeans, everybody would be like, that's Tupac you know, versus like, I mean, I don't know if you could do that with like Dr. Dre or somebody else, but he really created his own personal style where to me, it's stuck to like the collective. And when I think of Aquarius, I always think of like the collective, the people in the community, you know, the people like the hip hop fans, they like, if they Like you ask anybody, they know who Tupac is, you know, just about. So um, I feel like that really made him who he was on a area that was focused on like association goals with people seeing him for who he was.
1: Definitely, especially with that Jupiter in Scorpio, Mm -hmm. I feel like there was expansion through the occult, something philosophical, Mm -hmm. speaking about anything that was metaphysical. And that very much complements an Aquarius North node because Aquarius is all about what's taboo that people don't want to speak about. And he was very much about that, especially with his pursuits of philosophy and how he, even one of his stage names was Machiavelli, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting because when he was locked up, he read up a lot of, was it Machiavelli philosophy or, or whichever. And Mm -hmm. he even, I think he just spelled it differently. And it was just surprising when I looked at Machiavelli's um, astrology, because I was just curious and both Tupac and Machiavelli have similar charts. Only Machiavelli is a Taurus, but they had similar placements, even though they're hundred years apart, Hmm. hundreds and Tupac is Gemini so he's just the next sun sign over mm, very I feel like his purpose was meant uh-huh. to enlighten people around him right and I feel like that's how his Jupiter complemented his north node in Aquarius like that was his mission mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and I, I and I think that he with the Jupiter um, that area of Scorpio it's almost like that again, that duality, right? Like Scorpio is all about like secrets and certain things being hidden, but then also that Jupiter is like trying to let it all out. But then you also always felt like you never really knew him, even though he was letting it all out. It was like, it was like, okay, you let all this stuff out, but we still don't even really like know you like, you know, it was like, did he do all those like horrible things that he was like convicted for? Or was that really not him? You know, was that somebody else who did it, you know? And then he always had that approach to him where like, he was seemed like somebody who cared about like the inner city and the people who are growing up with a lot of like um, a lot of obstacles and a lot of areas of overcoming certain situations. And he would talk about it, like in songs like Brenda has a baby and sure he wants to be a thug, but then he was still representing that all that negative aspect about that life. And he was still continuing to make songs that were, basically about everything that in some ways he was going against so it was like a conflict i feel like the jupiter with the scorpio as well like a part of him was very deeply invested in areas of wanting that change but then for some whatever reason it was just like a block
1: yeah i felt like he struggled with that because his mother raised him to be some sort of revolutionist but at Mm -hmm. the same time I feel with that Saturn in Taurus he strived for consistency and like a materialistic life yet he fought he like he struggled with wanting to have and own that nice cushy material life and at the Mm -hmm. same time enlightening others like um, where I work, I constantly see a morass of people, you know. And I one time saw this guy, and he was wearing a Crips and Blood Bloods, I believe. Um, like picnic, and I was like, "Where'd you get that shirt? Mm-hmm. That's such an odd shirt." And he goes, "You never knew about this picnic that took place, and you know, Tupac like brought these gangs that opposed each other together, uh-huh. and he was able to." like squash the beef give him a bit of a peace treaty and he entertained Uh them and I was like I never knew about that and I went home and I googled it right away and the guy still had the shirt with holes and faded and oh wow and he said he was a part of
0: that picnic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's cool and then we have the Mars and Aquarius (laughs) 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 okay (laughs) yeah So then again, I feel like that area of the Mars is probably what got him to that area of, you know, starting his career and starting, starting that area where a lot of people saw him for who he was on the personal side. And then I feel like the collective also enjoyed that angry side of him as well. Like they enjoyed the anger and they enjoyed, you know, the poetic sense of him, but in all honesty, they liked the anger. They liked that energy that felt very action, very spontaneous, and also very orientated to um of areas of living without boundaries and living in that free state of just doing what you want, like that thug life nature. Like, I feel like that's what the collective liked of him the most. Um, but deep down, I think he was a little bit more of a spiritualist or maybe even like a philosopher. And I think that him knowing that that's what they liked is also what he continued to push out because in like some ways, I feel like if he knew he was going to continue to sell a whole bunch of records, being more of that philosopher or that sociologist or that person who was like an activist, um, would he have picked up that streak more, or would he have, you know, continued to stay in that angry nature?
1: like he would have evolved into more of a philosophical approach Mm -hmm. and looking out for humanity as a whole i feel like he wanted to influence people in a positive scale i'd not just with his i know he had like a, a very strong masculine energy like i believe there was even a quote where Um, he said, I'm not saying I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the brain that will change Mm -hmm. the world. So I felt like he, that was the reason why he, Mm -hmm. one of his stage names was Machiavelli or his writer names, or Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, I felt like he wanted to influence people through his writing. And he did have an ego in a sense, but I also felt like he feared that side of him that could potentially change and alter history Mm -hmm. or alter the path of people that he
0: influenced. Right, right. And then we have the Saturn in Taurus, which, you know, Saturn in Taurus is kind of like a, I don't know, to me, it feels like a very, it feels very like constricted and frustrated. (laughs) Like it just feels like that aspect where um, the possessions, the materials, the wealth is all very constricted, right? Like it doesn't feel like very free flowing versus Mm -hmm. like maybe if he had like, I mean, I guess anytime Saturn is with, um, a zodiac, it's never going to feel like one hundred percent free flowing, but mm-hmm. I feel like when it comes to areas of possessions and wealth, and especially somebody who is in the limelight, who is basically a performer, an actor, an artist, and then he's not able to basically express. Maybe he's not able to ver- or basically express who he is in the ways of, um, fortune, because the fortune might get taken away, or maybe it was like he knew that there was going to be a lot of struggle with, um, areas of the fortune or areas of the material. Like, I don't know if like, but it feels like everything kind of got rooted back to that area of who he was and how it was so constricted and restricted. Mm-hmm. um I do feel like that is just a, such a frustrating energy. Like I just feel like that must have been really ooh a tough one. Like and I and I, I mean Saturn just is a tough, tough placement one. placement. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but Saturn with Taurus just feels like ooh yeah it's not the funnest
1: energy like even when I pull it in my cards it's like oh this is so tedious like
0: yeah
2: it's
1: a seven of pentacles in the tarot deck or in the tree of life and Uh metaphorically it represents you planting a seed and you're just standing around waiting for that seed to grow but as you're standing around and waiting you have to water it you have to nurture it or Mm -hmm. speak to your plants you know
0: (laughs) right right
1: and it, it just takes a lot of work And especially with Taurus, because it's an energy that's very consistent and at the same Mm -hmm. time, very methodical, it can sometimes be detrimental to growth because it's so methodical and it's cautious and it likes to do everything uh, by planning stages, in a sense. And when I was looking at his chart, um, or his numerology, I mean... um, I see that his soul number is uh, master number 33. It's also six. And six is the brighter side of Gemini. I mean, of um, it's the lovers in the tarot. It represents the lighter side of peace, harmony, and communication. And also, Taurus represents your throat chakra, the way you speak. So I feel like there's something in his chart with the number, the master number 33. I typically see that maybe there was a setback in communication growing up and he had to learn how to communicate and he researched Mm -hmm. how to communicate better in public. And I feel like that's how he discovered his love for poetry and rap. Mm -hmm. So he was destined with his soul number to find a gift through writing and through speaking and teaching others how to speak without fear with that master
0: number definitely and I think too also that Uranus and Libra is back (laughs) that energy of partnerships oh yeah
1: yeah they both had it right yeah yeah
0: yeah the both of them and then some of the aspects that um just like biggie he has the sun square well biggie had a sun trine pluto where with tupac he has a sun square pluto and he also has the area of jupiter in opposition of saturn um as a strong aspect And um, Saturn in in opposition of Neptune as well. And, huh? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I see that now, the opposition. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because you don't see too many um, aspects with the Chiron versus how you did with Biggie. But um, most of his energy... Um, he has a moon trine Jupiter, moon trine Neptune, and then um, the the Saturn opposition of Neptune as well, which I feel like um, the trines are his benefit, but then the opposition of Saturn and also the square Sun square Pluto. Um, is definitely where he was seen as very self-centered and egocentric, but also he did want to transform society in some ways, but he was not able to. The Saturn in opposition um, with, with Neptune, to me, makes me feel like he had a lot of achievements, especially with performing and being a performer and living in that energy. But then also that's um, a lot of the downfall of what was more to come. So let's get in to the death of Tupac. So the death of...
1: Huh? <laughs> oh yeah, this is my what
0: interested me the most. Yeah. So the death of Tupac. Mm-hmm. Tupac died on September 13th, 1996, from mm-hmm. wounds suffered in a drive-by shooting. Age 25, he was hit by four bullets on September 7th at approximately 11:15 p.m. Um, as he rode in the Las Vegas or near the Las Vegas Strip in a car that was driven by um, Marion Shug Knight, uh, Death Road Records, who he was slightly wounded as well. So he actually died six days later. Um, The surgeons removed Shakur's right lung, and then he was basically pronounced dead at 4.03 p.m. on Friday. And there is his okay so when we look at the aspects that are happening we have the pluto conjunction with neptune the pluto opposition with saturn again in Taurus, um the pluto conjunction with jupiter pluto trying moon neptune trying pluto um saturn conjunction with the moon and then also the mercury conjunction with pluto moon conjunction in pluto um one of the things when i think of tupac and everything that happened to him um I feel like he knew it was coming. I mean, when we look back at the photo. um, It's like he looked very helpless. You know, like, I just feel like in some ways there was that sense. That for whatever reason, he appeared very like. I mean, it just, you know, I mean, even though it is just him driving by and there's no real like, but most photos of him, he has some kind of like life that feels a little bit more energetic. But when you look at that photo, it just feels very docile. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so
1: interesting is he's born on a 16th day. And within that era, we had celebrities born on a 16th day, which is Mars energy Mm -hmm. in the tree of life. It's Scorpio and Aries, Mars energy. And Aaliyah, who was born on a 16th, died. Oh, really? Selena was born on a 16th as well. April 16th, she died tragically. It's and obviously Tupac was born on a 16th day. There's like, there's something about that Mars energy that attracts like death and violence and something very Mm
2: -hmm.
1: spontaneous and upheaval.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: when I was Mm -hmm. looking at his chart and his numerology, um, the Mars in Chiron opposes his Uranus in Libra at 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. And this is what I feel is really fascinating is that the numbers kind of repeat. Themselves in mm-hmm. numerology when we're looking for coincidences and we're trying to piece puzzles together. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he passed away, it was September 13th, but he was he was shot September 7th. If you add nine plus seven, you get sixteen. Mm. Wow, really And then you add um, nine plus 13th on the day he passed away. A few days later, you get 22, which is Uranus. And the 13 number represents the number of death. It represents Scorpio.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the entire day, when you add it straight across, you get 47, you get Scorpio and Venus and you get 11 from the seven. And it's just so odd that how some of the numerology links to a lot of Scorpio energy.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it I don't know. I just feel like he. Mm-hmm virtually chose to pass away on the 13th day and supposedly you know there was there's uh talks about a certain you know p diddy putting a hit on him mm-hmm. you know yeah and i feel there's no coincidences i i feel like it happened for a reason and that's why he passed away on that 13th day of september
0: hmm yeah yeah and i think that um like when i look at the the chart and the aspects one of the things that i definitely see is again there was a lot of that sun gemini aspect tied back in but also a lot with the moon again with the pluto in opposition or and with the pluto opposition with saturn and knowing that that saturn energy related to that energy of taurus and that energy of the wealth and his pluto um really standing out with the i believe they were both a virgo and pluto um mm-hmm. and that area of everything that he once grounded again taken away And having constructions of, because I feel like Taurus is such a dominant um, energy, you know, just the Taurus uh, zodiac and that area of having Taurus in your chart. And then when you have it aligned with the Pluto, again, just making everything that he worked for kind of just leave. And the moon conjunction with Pluto also feels like that spontaneous area of the Aries moon with something as dark and secretive and mystical and centered around closing a chapter, um, just happening without very much warning, but I feel like he sensed it in some way. And then another thing that stands out as well is the Jupiter squares Uranus. Um, Mm -hmm. And with his Jupiter in Scorpio and that area of Uranus being in Libra, which ultimately is the energy of the seventh house of partnerships and that Mm -hmm. same energy coming back up of the partnerships with um, possibly this whole west coast east coast like division and mm-hmm. the relationships of that area of the 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 rap battles and the area of puffy and um that those two again um you know there was a lot of speculation that <clears throat> possibly um should night may have had something to do with um Tupac's murder. I honestly don't feel that. I don't know. Um, I don't know his chart, but I do feel like Tupac was Shug Knight's meal ticket. <laughs> you know, yeah. he he was the one where with Cuffy. If you were to say that Puffy may have had something to do with Biggie's murder, I would probably say that's a high possibility because I feel like somehow Biggie, even if he passed, Puffy was going to receive all of the royalties and all of the area of money. And then there's already been talks like that Biggie was thinking about leaving Bad Boy and starting his own record label so Mm -hmm. that is a possibility and then also Puffy had so many good artists at the time that um, in all honesty he was like his own little empire where he was able to profit but after, and Puffy continued to remain successful but when Tupac Passed away. Suge Knight just kind of everything just went to shit for death row. So I don't think honestly he did anything. I mean maybe, but I I don't feel like there was that alignment. Um, even though it was possible that it could have be an inside job because you have that area of it related to the seventh house. I feel like it was a relationship that was not necessarily um, because he died first, right? Yeah, Tupac passed away before uh, Biggie Smalls. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that maybe Puffy or somebody may have had something to do with it.
1: Yeah, I felt it was beneficial for Puffy to have... Uh, Tupac unalived to be honest from me like oh just looking at his chart real quick for Mm -hmm. the both of them to be unalived you know and when I was looking at uh, Tupac's chart he had a nine degree Libra and Uranus uh, which could have created enemies from um, him having his from his talents from his philosophical approach to life um, his mars and chiron opp- opposing the uranus and libra could point mm-hmm. out to em- enemies amongst friends mm-hmm. maybe a setup conspired against him right and uranus is very sudden as well and it kind of opposes that very like me- what is it that methodical energy that libra mm-hmm. has where it like weighs out pros and cons you know and it makes a list and it's it's the house of business collaborations. And I I felt like there had to be something to that had to do with money and wealth. And I feel it somehow links back to um, P. Diddy. I mm-hmm. like, they recently reopened the investigation and supposedly there mm-hmm. might be a
0: link to P. Diddy. Yeah, that's and- what I heard, but I haven't really looked into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I I kind of looked at his chart just a little bit. I don't know right. too much of his chart, but I from what I was looking at, I I felt from looking at his Mars in Capricorn and um his Mercury in Scorpio, like Mercury in Scorpio is a good placement to be a detective and and see everything below the surface. But then Mars in Capricorn with an action oriented person, I would feel like they would be really obsessive about details and obsessive about their wealth and their legacy to the point that it could be detrimental to people around them. Like it could be a little bit greedy, you know, Mm -hmm. um, about what else I was looking at his chart, like even his, I think the soul number of just, one of his stage names is the tower like p diddy if you mm-hmm. do the neurology for that you get the tower you get that mars energy as well so i feel like he was manifesting that like sudden violent energy and mm-hmm. even now we still hear about women that have had issues with him and have right. faced him physically and have and like some young like-
0: men too <laughs>
1: yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah. where it's like unwarranted you know and I feel like he has that type of energy
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely interesting and hopefully time will tell (laughs) you know that maybe there'll be some revelation or justice for um, was Biggie's? Was there ever an arrest for his murder? I don't. I, to be honest, I I don't recall. Oh.
1: I I don't think there there was, oh, and neither yeah. was there for Pac. You know, and, right? Um, and supposedly there was, from what I was looking into, there was so much so much a uh, cover up. And mm-hmm. uh, they say that even P Diddy possibly paid off the police in mm. both cases hmm so it's kind of like we'll never know because I feel like even the people that were supposed to look into it were somehow paid off
0: yeah so this so this is definitely a dynamic that I feel um this energy of destiny or karma was definitely in some ways written out in the cosmos or in the stars or in the alignments, as one might say, um, there's definitely some coincidences, um, and some energy alignments between their two charts that we can't deny the fact that they're both sun and Gemini. Um, you know, both basically, um, have a lot of the same transits. majority of it is, um, different, but there is some energy that makes you really think. Um, One of the aspects that I picked up on that I thought was something that I wanted to talk about, and you'll appreciate this too, because we have in um, Biggie's chart, we have when we correlate the two charts together that um, Tupac's Chiron is in Biggie's first house. And even though we don't know tupac's house placements we do know that his chiron would lead up to the first house at 13 degrees Mm -hmm. and 13 is the number of death yeah and the first house the energy of life Mm -hmm. definitely some energy that is um an area that two definitely strong personalities um, ego and self-image. It, it makes me wonder, like, what would they have been if they didn't have this beef? Because I really think, like, this fighting was also really emphasized by the two external sources, including Puffy and Shug Knight. Like, do you? I, I mean, if maybe. Biggie was signed with Tupac's label, you know, would they still be here?
1: Yeah, I honestly think so. I feel like between their management, there was some sort of meddling and maybe I would say like they played telephone with each other, kind of like four-year-olds do and they, they pass the message on and it it becomes diluted and you don't hear the message clearly as it was spoken the first time around. So it's like, I, I kind of feel like they were meddling in their business when they shouldn't have. And Mm -hmm. they were playing that. He said, she said game, you know, and um, I feel like that's what led to it. I def, and I feel the person that was mostly instigating it, the, the whole like, uh, east coast west coast thing was was diddy because he was the one managing um biggie at the time what he should have done is not allowed him to release that song Mm -hmm. and waited it out until everything like
2: you know settled
1: Mm -hmm. um i would love to go over in the future uh p diddy's chart to see what is it about him that likes to light a fire and cause chaos, you know, with his management skills?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. That would be a good chart. Those would be a good chart to go over. Also Tupac's moon in Aries is also in Biggie's first house as well, aligned with conjunction of the Chiron. Mm Mm-hmm. So the moon, the emotional state um, is basically weighing on um, Biggie's life, identity, who he is. Um, And what's interesting is I feel like, because I feel like even though Biggie seemed very more softer, that Tupac was way more emotional and explosive definitely emotionally explosive yes <laughs> <I laughs> you could say emotionally explosive also definitely. one of the um aspects is again we have tupac's uh uranus in biggie's seventh house of um, libra at nine degrees and that's the area of relationships again and that area of Um, being the rebel and also having that um, area of unconventional thinking and ability to visualize all possibilities, basically um, shining over his area of partnerships. Definitely. I think that's
1: why he was also (laughs) <laughs> so suave with women having that uranus and libra and so flighty mm-hmm. as well like he wasn't really 100 committed to one person at a time you know <laughs> he had uh numerous flings and affairs and mm-hmm. i was surprised to even find out that he dated madonna at one point
0: who tupac <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's
2: right they were right. pin
0: pals while he was locked up right. at one point right yeah <laughs> and this because i feel like um a lot of biggie's um area was resembled in that space of um of the third house even though it was in his um cancer but with tupac he had um Tupac's Saturn in his third house of Biggie, the area of home. And they had a lot of oppositions um, in their alignment of the two charts together. So the moon, um, Tupac's moon in strong opposition with Biggie's Pluto. Um, Mercury opposition, Tupac's Mercury, and strong opposition with Biggie's Midheaven. Venus opposition in um, Biggie's Neptune, the area of relationships, love, and dreams mm-hmm. opposing each other. So definitely a war of who will be the most loved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jupiter's um opposition. Uh Tupac's Jupiter in strong opposition with Biggie's Sun. So um I'm not surprised that they had so many challenges um between each other. Um, definitely with Tupac's Chiron in strong opposition of Biggie's and the thing that stands out um with me is I definitely think like both of these two individuals changed um a lot of how like we see the quote-unquote like rap rap beef or you know like because we're like wow these two individuals basically died over this definitely and
1: I mean we still have beefs that happen you know even after they have passed away but this was something that was just like highlighted all over the media this it was like one of the first out and open beefs like a lot of the beefs that happen now in within rap artists it's like very below the radar you -hmm. know Mm
2: -hmm.
0: well i guess since we have come to an end of the podcast and we have been here a long time um, (laughs) so i want to thank you so much for being on chakras and cuss words um i would definitely say um If I was to think of anything as like last thoughts related to these two, I do think that there was some type of like destiny um, that brought these two alliances that once were and then turned them into like enemies. Um, And I do think that this taught maybe like the collective a lesson that, you know, like this isn't worth it, you know? And also the power of like sound energy and the area of engulfing yourself in certain elements and environments um, can really shape who you are and what happens to you in your life and also who you surround yourselves with, right? Like that area of Who your friends are, you know, who are are you with, you know, I do think that probably if two of them, if they both some way maybe saw it was getting too much and maybe broke ties from the media or broke ties from record labels or broke ties from um, being out there, maybe They would have been able to still be here with us today, but I think both of them were very remarkable, um, souls and spirits that gave a lot, um, to the collective with their voices and with their philosophy and wisdom. Definitely. I'm,
1: I 100% agree with that.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you Rose for being on. Please let everybody know where to find you. So I'm on Etsy as Cora del
1: Sol by Rose. I'm also on TikTok. And I also have a YouTube and I upload random readings on YouTube as well. And I'm on there as Cora del Sol Tarot. And I'm also starting a blog soon. And I just barely did a blog on the last chat we did. So I'm Definitely going to brush over what we discussed and type up a short summary of what we discussed numerology wise tied to the astrology.
0: Nice. Thank you. And make sure to share um, your links with me and I will put them in the show notes. I just want to thank everybody for listening to the Biggie and Tupac astrology and numerology podcast and also for listening to chakras and cuss words please comment, like, and of course, subscribe and share with a friend who may be interested in this story. Everybody have an amazing day. Bye. Bye.